Wah wah. Spoiler, Rupalps didn't like this episode of Book of Boba Fett. Start your sublight engines. It's time for Rupalps Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome to another week of chaos. My name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. And my gender this week is Gamorreans show hole, not clickbait. I just think they became dangerously close to showing hole in this episode. There I, were a couple of times where they made some moves where I was like, whoa. I had a very similar thought. I appreciate that it wasn't just me. Hi, I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. Um, and my gender this week is Machete is Moochie. <laughs> to bring it back to an earlier episode with Zendaya is Moochie. Um, obviously that Rancor was not Moochie, but you know, the Fett family um loves they love their their little Rancor pets. And uh that was Danny Trejo, and I was very excited about it. I'm Jess. My pronouns are they them. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is he. I just thought that we hadn't talked about he in a while. So I'm I so glad you brought he back. Throw he back. So right. We haven't talked about he in a while. Welcome back to he palps he race. <laughs> he is a baby echidna that we are obsessed with. Um, it's been a we hot minute post, since we've we talked about him. We need to post him. he more often. We yeah. Need to show, we need to show he. <laughs> Check our social I, media feeds for um, the book of he, um, and you'll. I think I think someone should just edit the scene where instead of Black or Santin standing over Boba Fett, it's he. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he him. You can find me on TikTok at the Jewish Jedi, and my gender this week is the world's second slowest biker chase. I'm sorry. I want to be nice. But I can't. I do love all of the like the sounds of the loud bikes going. They're going like maybe thirty five miles. It reminded me. Did you guys ever have those um those green machines as a kid? So they're called like the bikes that had the. Okay, I will send a picture in the chat. But um no, it just reminded me of like kids pretending to have a really fast biker chase, but in reality they're like just going down the street. If they had gone any slower, that part where they like go through that portrait that's going across the street, it wouldn't have broken. It would have just hit the fabric and stopped. It would have bounced off. It would have made like a comical like boy, yo, yo, going. Funny thing about that painting is, you know, it is like concept art, and they did like Photoshop Luca, but Boba is still in the photo. Hi, I'm Mel. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa. Uh, my gender this week, not to bring down the mood, is the redlining of Tatooine. Uh, because based on in that scene where they were like, the Aqualish are on this neighborhood of Tatooine and da 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 I understand that it was like supposed to be like like a gangster or a mob movie where it's like this mob is here, etc., etc. But it was just like... Hmm. Deeply troubling. Thank you for letting us know that Tatooine still sucks ass. In the spirit of <laughs> um, the vibe being fucking rancid in this episode, as a group, we have decided to not put that much of our energy towards talking about this episode of this show. So we're going to have a really brief discussion and then we're literally just going to jump into some oops all bits to try and have some like fun, good times. Before we get into the very deep conversation, because obviously there's a lot to say, I do want to say that Mel and I watched this episode together. And while Boba's fun little uh, gentrifier squad um, 
<laughs> you know, as I like to consider them the, <laughs> the Yasified Gamorians, which is hateful because the Gamorians are pre-Yasified. But while we were watching the episode, they were standing around the water tank or whatever they were doing. And Mel goes, all these motherfuckers look like they could all be from San Francisco. But they were chasing this. They were chasing um, the gentleman, the Twilight gentleman. And they were like, oh, what are they going to do? Build a yoga studio in front of him. Okay. I know you told me this earlier, but I saw a TikTok today that was about how, like, um, based on some their that shot of like them standing around a trash can or whatever um and a couple other things someone was like oh they probably took this plot point from uh like a boba fett video game that never got made about him like on the underworld of coruscant um which is why the bikers felt kind of out of place whatever but now i'm thinking about like does that make coruscant san francisco and these are like san francisco transplants because yes that that yes, it does that line of thinking we were having a whole discussion about like you know do the bikes make sense or whatever which has been like star wars twitter's whole thing um but thinking about it in that context of like they do make sense that they are transplants a la um sorry i'm a new yorker so it, it's giving bushwick um it's giving white people in bushwick uh <laughs> what it's giving is um motherfuckers with teslas in San Francisco, who decided to move to fucking East Oakland. That is what it is given. Yep. The, you know the scooters that the people Vespa's? just, like, leave? No, no, yeah, no, 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 scooters no, no, the fucking, leave. The fucking, okay, sorry. Like the this bird is, scooters. The bird scooter, this is a tangent. I'm sorry. My freshman year of college, one of those got abandoned on, on our campus and the motor, bro like, died. So I started using it as an actual scooter on campus and I would just hide it in, like, buildings in between classes. <laughs> um, so that was how I got around campus at the end of the semester. My fucking, uh, my fucking advisor found me on one and she was like, are you paying for that? Or like, fuck no. They were, I mean... They weren't. They were transplants from outside of Tatooine, and they do kind of fucking suck. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I'm like, I'm not trying to partake in the negativity. I think we could have a bigger conversation that I don't think now is the time for, honestly, um, about like the toxic positivity in Star Wars because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of discussion here about like, did that biker gang fit in or not? That doesn't mean like, oh, I hate the episode because the biker gang looked weird. Cause like, I personally really did not think the vibe was supposed to be Boba's. Like I'm uplifting the poor and like the downtrodden on Tatooine. But when you take this clearly like modified group that chose their own modifications that are clearly in a more like powerful, wealthy position than other people on Tatooine who are actually struggling, it doesn't hit home as hard. And I think that the aesthetic of that just totally sets them apart. You can definitely still think they're cool. That's totally fine. But I do definitely agree. Like it changes the vibe and it changes what the story is trying to say. And I think if we can't have that conversation, it makes it kind of hard. Because obviously there's a lot of people who are arguing in bad faith and it's hard to have conversations in circles when you have so many bad faith arguers. I felt very much like this episode was like putting me back to like right after The Last Jedi came out. Not as bad, but like kind of similar in that like there are real problems we need to dis like there are like 
some people may like it, some people may don't. That's personal preference. But then there are real problems at the core that we need to discuss that people are breezing over because you have the extremely toxic people who will never shut the fuck up. And then you have the people who are like, no, shut up, but who just need to stop engaging with them kind of thing. So then the people with actual critiques stuck in the middle are like, whether they like the other shit or not, um, are like, I guess we're never going to get to that. Um, and it it feels like the same. For me, for example, like I I am uh, I am different than Ollie in that I'm like, I love the spy kidsification of Star Wars. I like when things look stupid. That being said, I like the political idea that Ollie was talking about of like, um, yeah, he's supposed to be like bringing up the downtrodden and whatever. Like maybe if Star Wars had shown us, like maybe since Anakin's time when you, we saw like, the kids that he grew up with or whatever that like aesthetics have changed and you know what whatever like things have changed like maybe but it hasn't because star wars is not consistent and it's just not like that so you know i'm like yeah i don't really give a shit if it's like that cheesy or whatever and like if it was just the bikes maybe like i wouldn't care that much but also what is that supposed to say and then i'm like the show is never going to address like why that makes sense or doesn't or like I didn't give a shit about whether the the car chase was big or whatever but like those are like little things that like we'd love to be able to discuss but we can't because there's bigger problems but then people are still fighting about whether the fuck Boba is brutal enough so it's like we're just caught in this like Matryoshka doll of stupid so anyway <laughs> yeah it's almost as if he had a a, a, a minority ethnic group that he was working with prior and then they got all slaughtered just for funsies um and then they were like okay so the next group of people he's gonna help are these transplants from san francisco who like that is what really gets me is that like it could be an interesting story if these were people first of all played by disabled people of like okay here are some people with physical disabilities that are also like super badass and Boba's going to team up with them because he also is dealing with chronic illness. Like, woohoo. But no, it's just like some like <laughs> fucking kids who, you know what? They're not from San Francisco. They're going to UC Berkeley. They're at, they are Berkeley kids who are like, oh my God, like I'm here. I'm here in Emeryville. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm they like, are, this is a, this no. is a very Bay Area specific episode. They are, they are Berkeley kids who have been inside of a Safeway one time and they're like, I really understand what it's like yeah, to they, paycheck to paycheck. They were like, I know the food desert I, when I went to Trader Joe's. Toxic positivity is a real thing. And I to quote something that Mel says constantly, the concept of like holding two things to be true in your heart at the same time. Like, here's the thing. Um, I feel a compulsion to defend some of the decisions in this show aesthetically because I'm like, it's a really big deal to have a show that exists like this. However, I'm still going to criticize what I think is bad about it. I'm like, it's inconsistent. And I mean that it is incompetent in terms of like direction and tone. I don't feel like it fits. And I'm not saying that Star Wars has to be like a very self-serious narrative. It obviously doesn't. But I think it's <laughs> pick a struggle, basically. Uh, if you're going to have a show that is about the dramatic consequences of Boba's life and times, then make it about that. But like pick a lane and then do that. And, you know, I can joke about like the spy kidsification of Star Wars, but I'm also like, 
I need a show to be tonally consistent for it to work. And it's very, very jarring to cut between the brutal murder of the Tuscans as a group of people. And then they're like, there's a fun biker chase. And I'm like, we can't do this. I, I, we can't do both. And it's made even weirder by the fact that like the biker chase isn't even good. It's poorly made. The, like one of the funniest things to me is that they have done all the effects work of like high speed movement, but they're going like 15 miles an hour and it shows to quote Susan Sontag. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that's my tagline for this episode, but like to quote Susan, Susan Sontag, deliberate camp is less satisfying. If this show is trying to be campy, it's failing at that. And it's not, it wants to be dramatic, but it's not dramatic. And it wants to be funny, but it's not funny. And like, it's pulling itself in four different directions. And I don't entirely know why that is, but I'm not enjoying where it's going. And this episode outside of like the actual horror of using uh, indigenous pain and suffering as a story device, which was bad, was only exacerbated by what I feel like is just incompetence in storytelling, which sounds really bitchy and maybe it is, but like, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I liked what you said about how it was being, feels like it's being pulled in several directions. And I think I've said this, I like to be more charitable in the direction department because there's a lot that like you don't know with, with COVID and stuff. I like to, we will talk about the Tuscans and the writing, I, but I think the writing that is a fault of in, in general across Star Wars television. This is a John Favreau joint. The Mandalorian is a John Favreau joint. However, we had a, a far wider diversity of directors um, on The Mandalorian. Um, and um, and then we have Dave Filoni. And a lot of times, I mean, even Star Wars has problems with this of like when it's George Lucas with nobody overseeing his dialogue, you have this problem of like, okay, pick a lane. Are we being cheesy? Are we being deliberately funny? Are we being dramatic? Are we being whatever, like, um, it, it's very, like, it's, it, this is, you know, this, it feels very much like Attack of the Clones where you're like, ah, there's a lot that I like here, but it's also very problematic, and also, my god, pick a lane. It's almost like a quintessentially Star Wars problem, and I think, um, this is also a John Favreau problem, not me being a hater, but I really, when you were saying about, like, oh, we're gonna pick, like, someone who's of a, a, a possibly higher socioeconomic status than doesn't make sense. Um, Boba already has a tragic backstory and a reason to be doing what he's doing. So the Tuscan thing doesn't make sense, number one. But then also people are like, okay, well, the other part about Tatooine is like, it supposedly also still has slavery. We have not, like, why are there like random urchins on the street? What about like, and and Jabba participated in in slavery like and you know Anakin lived with a bunch of kids who were slaves on the street like we saw you know, Bib Fortuna participate in slavery literally like, like it, when Boba came there and Fennec so, was like get out of here and I'm like is that all we're gonna get yeah so that my, that I, I thought that was gonna be I was like if you're gonna be like okay and we're done with the Tuscans now which was fucking terrible um you know I thought the next thing was gonna be like him being like okay well the next thing I gotta address is the amount of slavery here and what to do about that and what to do with all these people um but I guess we're not gonna be doing that I, actually you know what? I'm I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt maybe it's only three episodes but like no, we're going to address random street urchins on the street. I bring that up only because I think it, like, then it's like, okay, well, I guess his story is, like, cleaning up Tatooine, which was never 
his thing. Like, he, he's got a lot going on in his backstory. Like, are we going to address that? But if we're, I, no, we're, we're creating a whole thing for him on Tatooine, I guess. I have, like, two thoughts, I think, in regards to this. And the first one I want to say is kind of a clarification. When we say that, um, like, the tone shifts, it's not like, oh, certain scenes are fun and certain scenes aren't. It's an entire, like, divorce of tone because I think the scenes that are set in current day, because like I personally am a fan of the narrative device of using a flashback that parallels current day. But I think the problem for me is that the things that are set in the current day are so different from the flashbacks. And a lot of the scenes will have an extremely different vibe that just don't feel like they mesh super well. And I think that's more the problem. I think that's why season, that's why episode two works really well because you see him like be kind of funny and stuff with the Tuscans. Like it has the same um, tone in the in the flashbacks that it does in the in the present day, and that's why right. episode two works really well. I feel like part of that tonal difference is almost a symptom of the way that TV is made now, and not to be like oh TV these days, but. When stuff is given seven episodes as opposed to, you know, older shows that were maybe 16 or 24 episodes, you don't have as much time with these characters and you don't have as much time to make a dramatic ending. So you need to stuff a lot of stuff into the first couple episodes and you need to get a lot of world building in and you need to really pick and choose what stories you're going to tell. So if they had a story in mind that they want to tell by the end of this, they've got to get it all in now, which I think is not a good way to do it. Because we could have probably had a whole episode dedicated to Boba meeting these weird little, you know, the, the, the gentrifier brigade. Like a whole episode about him just meeting them and gaining their trust and being like, hey, I'm here to help. Like we should, we can fix this shit if we work together. Like a whole episode about that probably would make me feel a lot better about them becoming more central characters. You know, there's still time. So we definitely could still get it. But I think that this show would benefit from having maybe like two or three more episodes because I, you know, obviously we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but it feels like they're piling on a lot. And I don't really foresee that changing. I could be wrong, but we are almost halfway through. Um, ironically, that was a strength of, well, the Bad Batch, we have many critics, critiques of, and that's a, that is a strength of the Bad Batch and a strength of animation, but that's because the episodes are shorter. Let's stop, uh, beating around the bush and talk about what, like, whether or not we liked the rest of the episode, because we all have different opinions on that. There is one thing that kind of ruined it for all of us. Uh, I guess something that we can preface this with is that there are a lot of different opinions on this. Um, and I think a big fallacy that we have seen a lot in the last couple of days, but also in general as a society, is we tend to treat the opinion of certain groups as monolith. That is not a good way to be because communities are diverse and there are many ways that you can look at this and many sides that you can take. And, you know, some may be compelled to be really strong in their conviction on one side. Some may choose to be really strong in their conviction on the other. Some may have varying opinions and that's okay. And that's something that we need to hold, hold in our hearts. Um, that being said, all of us had a pretty unanimous opinion and a unanimous first reaction. This was a rough episode. Um, I, like you said, I think that there is a tendency, especially with communities of color and especially with indigenous communities, to be like, oh, I heard one native person say this, so I'm going to believe 
that this is just the the opinion held by all or take that person with that they're saying and take it out of context however however that is um believe it or not it's not a homogenous experience to be indigenous um there are people all over the world who are indigenous and like their experiences with media and how they are represented in media very very differently i won't get i don't i don't want to get super into it because frankly like i don't have the emotional bandwidth to talk about it i talked about most of my my thoughts about this if you are curious about it on my personal tiktok sorry at grunkle rex not to fucking promo during our our talk about goddamn it sucks that the fucking tuscans got killed but like i i don't have anything more to say than what i said there you guys should go take a look at mel's tiktok it's a really good like short concise explanation yeah there are, like i said there's a lot of diverse opinions and you know kind of because of that and because it's such a charged issue we've kind of elected not to spend a crazy amount of time on it yeah i i think the only other thing that i would say is just um i feel like the problem that i see from a lot of uh white fans as a white fan myself is that white people tend to only view intersectionality in terms of modes of oppression not modes of existence and um intersectionality affects the way that every single experience of a human being is lived and understood. So I feel like there's a tendency to say, you know, what does the quote unquote indigenous community think about this? Which, what a ridiculous term, because like, what community, what tribe, what group of people, because those things affect how that perception exists. And like, even within those individual groups, like I'll give an example from my culture. If you put two reformed Jews in the same room, we will not agree on a lot of things. That happens. Uh, and I feel like there's a tendency among among white people who are trying to be allies to try and see like, oh, what's the right opinion on this? What's the opinion that I should put forth and promote and say like, this is the one thing. And it's like, it's not helpful or productive to any marginalized people to try and live that way or to try and do that. Obviously individuals are entitled to their opinion. And I feel like as white people, it really is more our job to just step back and like let that community have that conversation. And that's pretty much all I feel I need to say on the matter. But I just think if you're if you're a white fan of something and a conversation comes up around representation or marginalization or the stories about those people, um don't don't pretend that there exists a single unified opinion from us from any given community you can let the different opinions of that community inform how you think and you can listen to their voices but don't try to pretend that there is a any consensus from anybody on how to feel about this or how to talk about it and um decenter yourself i'm kind of failing at that because i'm the one talking right now but like it's not really about how we feel. I, I didn't like this episode or that storyline because it was something I didn't want to see and it was really disappointing, but like, it really isn't about how I feel about that or how I think about that. And I feel like this tends to happen every time we have a conversation about marginalization in Star Wars is that a lot of white fans don't know how to process that. And it's like, just listen to the community in question. And listen to the different voices in the community in question. Because yes, I think, exactly. again, as I said, a lot of people are looking at it as a monolith. There are a lot of people who are like, no, this is representative of things that happen to Indigenous people. And there are definitely examples of that happening in real life. But there's also the aspect of, well, you know, does that always have to happen? Why is it always the case in media? Why do we constantly see these types of stories? And again, both are opinions that many different people hold. 
And both are opinions that have, you know, validity to them. So again, don't look at communities as a monolith and consider the fact that there's diversity of, you know, experiences and opinions within those communities. Um, Jordan Mason, who's a critic and also an indigenous person who wrote a really good article on this um, about representation of the Tuscans within all of Star Wars um, and also a little bit about this as well, um, also brought up the fact that um, the representation of the Tuscans is also it's that of one of various uh, cultures. Obviously, George Lucas has talked about the influence from Bedouins. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's going to be more commu- like, hello, how do you do, fellow white people? It's going to be more uh, t- types of people than you think who are going to have feelings and thoughts on this. Um, and, you know, uh, and because Star Wars loves to take many cultures and mash them together into something, um, and then this is the result. Um, so that that's another piece is that it's like not only are indigenous peoples uh, even of one group uh, opinions of not a monolith, but there are also many cultures that are going to be uh, involved in this because Star Wars by nature um, mashes shit together. So I guess we should just go on our final thoughts on the episode. A little, little lightning round. I think we should get more of the Gamorians. I think they're funny. And I like their silly little tummies that are just out. Please get them a fun little t-shirt. I think the Gamorians should wear uh, crop tops. That's actually my real final thoughts. Oh my God, like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> fun little fact. Uh, in real life, uh, Danny Trejo is a big uh, advocate for pit bulls and uh, talks about uh, rancors in the episode kind of the way um, that he does with pit bulls. And uh, I do love the canonization of rancors as pit bulls. That was pretty much the highlight of the episode and also that it was a little Easter egg to Boba Fett in the little cartoon. They were like, oh, he he's like, oh, I've written things bigger than this. And it was kind of a, a little thing. So I was like, that was one little positive, And I like him having a little pet. I thought that was nice. Um... And my only thought on the representation thing is that um, this is a um, probably going to go in my pocket of examples of why representation isn't just about or good representation isn't just about um, doing the right thing or respecting people, you know, but also about how it damages your story and is also bad writing. Um, And in this case, many people got into of like, hey, this actually doesn't add anything to Boba's story, or he already had something in his past um, that could do this. Like, what does this add? What has this done other than shock value? Um, you know, and it really hasn't hasn't helped anything storytelling-wise. I was heartened to see a lot of people agree with in that sense, that a lot of people were like, hey, this doesn't make sense, both from a this is offensive point of view and also from a story point of view. Um, and so that's kind of a thing that I was – like to to think about of like with representation it's like it's it's also like it it does also make your story worse um and that's also why i think um you know not having the people behind the scenes who may have experienced uh, may have a personal experience with something also makes your story worse um it's not just hey people should have those opportunities and people to write those stories but it also just makes your story worse um but that's all i have to say on that <laughs> I also thought it was cool that they brought Blacker Stanton in. I thought it was cool that they were like, here's a fun little reference for you Dr. Afro fans out there. This episode was an episode. 
didn't love it, didn't hate it. I had a very visceral and angry reaction for the first, I would say, 48 hours. Um, I was very disheartened by the events of this episode, so that's cool. <laughs> um, the, the thing I really have been thinking a lot more about uh, with this episode and the, I, the thing is is that the tuscans was not the the center point of the ep the centerpiece of the episode which i think I, I can't tell if that is what makes me the most angry about it it's like this is a footnote in this man's history and that is really what gets me but like star wars at its root is a story about hope and i don't i'm not quite sure if they have thought through to its full extent what they are saying when I, I don't know. This is where my head went. I was like, okay, well, Boba was adopted into this tribe. So he is, he is their legacy. He is, he got race, he got hit with the Ray Skywalker beam of like, this is the fruition of these people's future. Um, but like, that doesn't feel great to me. And it sucks to say that that doesn't feel great to me because in theory, I, I would be into this. I don't really have that many thoughts. That's why I've been quiet. If anyone ever saw my tweet on Twitter from yesterday, I think, where I said, y'all are lucky I don't know how to, to articulate my thoughts into sentences because I'd become too powerful. But I also, I think, become very um, problematic real fast in the sense that um, I would very much speak my mind and I think people would like come for me because they'd be like, wow, are you being a bitch? I I did like Chrysanthemum and the Rancor, and that's about it. Um. Anyway, Clone Watch. There was no clones. That's it. I don't think even seeing Cody would have like made anything any better. Cody doesn't that would have be been a real. Ever. That would have been Cody a real slap in the there. face. Yeah, Cody if, was, that that would have been like an insult. I would have stopped being a Star Wars fan if they put Cody in this episode. Da -na -na, na -na 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 -na. Welcome to Is It Legends or Did I Just Make It Up? Tatooine edition because that's where we are with Boba Fett. Today I will be bringing you some fun little facts from Wikipedia um, and you will be telling me if they are actually things from Legends or if I just made them up. The first one that I have for you today is actually really relevant to the name of this podcast. A Tatooine Drag Course, uh, specifically Tatooine Drag Course 4, a drag course used for pod racing existed in the Outer Rim planet of Tatooine. Um, the Zexto pilot Gascano was favored in this course and he would challenge other pilots to race against him there. Is it Legends? Or did I just make it up? Okay, so the way that that did genuinely take me for a loop because I was like, drag course, like, like a community college course to do drag. <laughs> Luke Skywalker went to Tashi Station. Not Luke Skywalker core. I can't with that. Anyways, it is Legends. I agree. It's Legends. I'm here for saying it's Legends, but now I'm also picturing Luke Skywalker trying to do drag. I'm like, I know that Luke is gay, but my first thought is like, oh my God, just like Maddie Morphosis, the first straight person on Drag Race. See, I'm going to say that's Legends because, you know, I did play like the game. Star Wars Episode One Racer. I'm pretty sure that exists as a Legends thing. 
Yes, I cannot fool. Uh, I cannot fool our resident gamer Jess. Uh, the course first appeared unnamed in the 1999 Game Boy Color video game Star Wars Episode One Racer. Um, and yeah, there are multiple Tatooine drag courses, um, with, and they have very cute little pictures um, on Wikipedia. So I did kill An young Anakin Skywalker so many times during that game. <laughs> Unlike Maul, you completed your task. Here's number two. Um, as we know, in the Sanctuary, we've seen Max Rebo and his jizz band. But there is another uh, type of music, and this one is specific to Tatooine. Tatooine blues was a genre of music formed on Tatooine to express the sad desolation of the desert planet. Timo the Hutt's Bith band Smooth Banjack's Wab and the Scundreds played dirty Tatooine blues with some virtuoso clue horn flourishes. Is this Legends? Or did I just make it up? Yeah, this sounds like something that could be Legends. Because you said a lot of words that sound like they could be in Star Wars. I agree. So, I, I think there's so a lot I'm of gonna like... Say that it's, I'm going to say it's Legends. Oh my god. Jess, please don't die. Jess, you sound like a little Victorian boy who's dying. I'm going to say that it's Legends because that's a lot of terms for Claudia to make up. And I don't know if she did. Oh, fuck it it's legends um i had to go last because i actually do know the answer <laughs> i know this is legends this is just like me with the pod racer thing last <laughs> oh my I god i love that i can't stump you guys yeah it is legends and it has appeared in several things uh mentioned in star wars galaxies mentioned in the new rebellion um and also mentioned in a the Long Arm of the Hut, a 46-page bonus role-playing adventure from Fantasy Flight Games that was huh? released as a downloadable supplement to the Star Wars Edge of the Empire beginner game. Is it Legends? Or did I just make it up? The Tatooine Teamsters Union operated on the planet of Tatooine. The union was involved in transportation work, such as making deliveries or picking up shipments. The union owned Docking Bay 99 in Moss Eisley. What were they called? The Tatooine Teamsters Union. I think Teamsters you made this up. Teamsters is so fun. Mostly because I feel like we do have a canonical answer for what is in Docking Bay 99. I just can't remember. I, okay. I simply am in love with the name uh, Teamster. I, I think that's very Yasin Slay. I am going to say that Claudia made it up, but only because it's a union-themed joke. And that is very on brand for Claudia. <laughs> That's actually, that's such an honor that that's associated That's your legacy with me. on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's probably something Claudia made up because I swear something about that sounds familiar and I don't think it's from Star Wars, but I can't place it. So I'm going to say Claudia made it up. I'm going to be the contrarian and say, I think it's still Legends. This is Legends. Um... <laughs> So, um, the source on this is Galaxy Guide 1, A New Hope 2nd Edition. The 2nd Edition of Galaxy Guide 1 is a supplement to Star Wars The Role-Playing Game, published by West End Games in 1995, based on the 1st Edition. Docking Bay 99 Mel, um, located in Moss Eisley, located a block north of Docking Bay 94, near Tantex Roast-Basted Bantha Ribs. <laughs> Docking Bay 99 oh, was owned by the Tatooine Teamsters Union. Old 99, as it was locally known, was built at the same time as Docking Bay 94. So they are unionized and they oh. do love ribs. 
Oh my god, I love that place. That's iconic. A Tatooine sand cape was a cape worn on Tatooine to protect against sandstorms. Luke Skywalker fashioned a patchwork robe from a Tatooine sand cape and a flight suit. Not Luke Skywalker in the Technicolor dream coat. Uh <laughs> We just did the book of Genesisification. We can't do this. I can do I am I can do whatever I want. Spoilers for the Torah, I'm going to. <laughs> I am in love with the concept of legends. Of, like, I know it's not actually canon, but like canonical seamstress Luke Skywalker. <laughs> he's like a- Spider-Man. He's a cosplayer. Oh my God. No, he's making his drag outfits. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to say this is legends just because that sounds like something that little bitch would do. I'm going to say it's legends because I desperately want this to be a fact. No, I'm also going to say it's Legends. I don't know. Yeah, like Ollie said, it feels like something freaking Luke would do. I'll just fucking go for it. I think it's Legends. Surprise! It's Legends! Um, The Tatooine oh, yeah. Sand Cape appears in the Legends book Before the Storm. This is the first book in the Black Fleet Crisis trilogy published in 1996. I am older than the Sand Cape. I win. Oh, yeah. Who wins? (laughs) Me. Just one. I won. (laughs) I I think all of those were legends. Yeah, they all were. (laughs) I love that for, I love that. Welcome back to another segment we like to do. Well, usually we do it when someone's missing, but we thought we'd bring it back for a fun time. It's Criff Naboo Honeymoon Decapitate, which is like our Star Wars-ified, you know, fuck, marry, kill. So for today, I will present to the council my three my three bachelors. Sorry, they are male characters, but it is Chrysanthemum Bosk and Embo. <laughs> okay, easy. Nabu honeymooning Bosk. I am Criff and Chrysanthemum, and I am killing Embo. I'm just gonna flip Ali's choice. I'm gonna uh, Criff Bosk marry what Chrysanthemum? How do you say his name? Is that correct? Yeah, T. And then I'm going to be, I'm gonna decapitate Embo. I'm also gonna <clears throat> um, Nabu honeymoon Bosk, and then Criff Chrysanthemum, and then <laughs> decapitate Embo. Sorry, Embo. Sorry, Claire, if you're listening to this in the yeah. future. And here and- we're all killing Embo. <laughs> Embo is voiced by Dave Filoni. I don't know if I could do that every day. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that ever. So you have to die. For background, my partner Claire has an obsession with Embo. Um, Embo is their favorite glup shido. So because I love my partner Claire so much, I will be Nabu honeymooning with uh, Embo so that he can enter the polycule with us. <laughs> Um, I will be criffing Black Chrysanthemum because, you know what? All right. Yeah. Um, I'm a monster fucker. And, um, Bosk, I'm so sorry. I don't hate Bosk. I think he's very funky fresh. Um, he's just, I'm so sorry. He will be decapitated. Um, he, I will say I don't love, um, oh my god, I just almost called him a Silurian Doctor Who moment. No, that's, uh, what are they? Trandoshans. Trandoshans. Um, I don't like how they treat Wookiees, so you gotta go. Not, hashtag not all Trandoshans. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Bosk does. Bosk does canonically, but. Um, I think I'm going to Criff, Embo, Mary Bosk, kill Christanton. No explanation. I am bringing to the table Black Kersantan, Max Rebo, 
and unidentified Twi'lek Majordomo. I he does not have a canonical name. I <laughs> looked it the up mayor's on mayor's assistant. He doesn't guy? have a name. Oh wait, it's the mayor's assistant, Max Rebo. Max Rebo and, and I can shoot from the hip. Okay, I decapitate the mayor's assistant. I. Mary Max Rebo and I Black Chrysanthemum. Yes, the way we have the exact same answer, I was so ready to say that. No, because here's the thing. I think I may also have the same answer, except uh, here's the thing. I think this is the fan. Let me paint a picture for you. I know I said we should keep our answers quick, but let me paint a picture for you. I get to have my little escapades as I... My wealthy husband goes to work for the day while I have a little affair with my gay lover. And then he dies tragically in a 35 mile per hour bike accident. He didn't even die. So, okay, but he could have in my fantasy, in my in my world. So I think I may criff Max Rebo it, and marry the Majordomo just, or not the wealthy? Majordomo. The, he's a I mean, he's, servant. He's not wealthy. Okay, but he dresses well and he's at work a lot. So like, yeah, I don't have to see him. Not because he makes a lot Are of you money. trying to turn him into like your sugar daddy? No, because I don't want to see him. I think it's more of like a status situation where he had to get married. I think that we could be each other's beards. I think I will Naboo honeymoon him. Um, I think I'm going to, because here's the thing. I don't want to have to kill Max Rebo, but I, I don't, I feel like if I had to pick, I'd probably betwixt Max Rebo and Black Chrysanthemum, I know which one I would rather criff. Unfortunately, it's not Max Rebo. Rest in peace, Max Rebo. I'm so sorry. I will be shooting from the hip, um, and this is informed by canonical information. I have been reading the Star Wars Adventures comics, which are like little um, short story comics, and I did recently read one about Max Rebo, who does have a brother, um, and it does give us the fact that uh, Max Rebo is canonically a snitch. Um, so <laughs> he is a snitch. Um, all hail comrade Azul Rebo, um, because Max, you are not it. Um, he is, he is canonically a little lad, but unfortunately he's not as cool as his brother. Um, however, so I will be decapitating, um, the Majordomo and I will only be criffing Max Rebo, despite, um, how much I love him. I love his brother more and, <laughs> and I will be marrying Blacker Santin. Uh, you know what? He's, he's, he's well employed. Um, you know, he's, he's got, he's got a lot going for him. Um, you know what? He's a, just a, just a Wookiee trying to make his way through the universe. You know what I mean? I will be murdering unidentified Twilight Majordomo. I'm sorry, dude. It's, you're done. You're done. Um, I will be, I guess, criffing Max Rebo because I can't good in faith, good in faith, in good faith, marry a snitch. And then I guess marrying black chrysanthemum well you know i marry max rebo but like he falls into the trope of he has stuff i want and then i have my fancy oh no my my partner has passed away that sucks you're gonna kill max rebo (laughs) i'm not doing anything I love the idea that Jess is just slowly making their way through the galaxy, becoming wealthier and wealthier by marrying up. Is that not Kira? It's my jizz band now. Um, So originally I had a different one. Um, However, listening to this conversation, I didn't want to break the streak. So welcome to um, a very hairy 
version of Crypt now if we want to move decapitate. Your options are Black Kersantan, Chewbacca, and Tarful. In terms of job stability, which is really what I'm looking for, I mean, if I if I'm with Chewie for any extended period of time, that means I also have to be around Han Solo for an extended period of time. And depending on time period, not if you're in the sequels. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but here's the thing: depending on time period, that means I might also have to be around his whiny ass kid, and I don't want to do that to myself. So you got to around okay. Chewbacca in the Clone Wars. If you're that's if you're around Chewbacca in the sequels post Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I think that I'm going to criff Black Chrysanthemum. I'm not going to marry him in this scenario. I'm not about that. Uh, I am going to, I think I am going to marry Tarful because I think that Tarful is very Yas and Slay. That's the, all I have to say about that. And that means that unfortunately by default, I am going to have to murder Chewie myself. So I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> okay. But I actually have the same answer as Noah, but for different reasons. Uh, yeah, well, Tarful's kind of the same because, yeah, Tarful is very yes and slay. Tarful, my bestie. I hope you're somewhere in the High Republic right now. You're probably like a child, but you're cool. Um, I didn't, I queer Black Chrysanthemum and Chewie is technically married, and I, I don't want to like ruin that. And I don't know what's going on with like him and like Han. And also, yeah, I don't want to be real. This is Maz Kanata erasure. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna well, say Chewie is canonically polyamorous. Like I know, but Chewie, something's going on with you that I, I can't, I can't be part of. This is difficult because I I love Chewbacca and very very much. However, he did kind of dip out on his family for like quite some time to like support his stupid little dog Han Solo, and I don't know what's about that. So I don't think I could marry him, even though he was my first choice for marriage. So I guess I will be, I will be only criffing Chewbacca, um, and that's very difficult because I love him very much. And that does mean I will be uh, marrying Tarful. Although, do we know if Tarful survives? How long he lives? Does he get killed? Um, a Jedi Fallen Order spoilers. I have not finished watching. Just play it. Um, uh, I, I, I well, he did so. not get killed in Fallen Order, if that's what you're worried about. Okay, yeah, so I think he... that is the last time that we see him in canon so far, right? Okay, so he's alive. He's alive. Okay. So I will be marrying him, and I will be decapitating Black or Santin. Uh, that's only by a process of elimination. I love him very much. I, I would have chosen him otherwise, so. I am marrying Chewbacca. I am killing Tarful simply because y'all seem to know things about him, and I do not. Um, <laughs> I forgot that he's in, I guess, Fallen Order. I'm not a gamer, so it was like, y'all were talking, I was like, he was in something other than fucking Revenge of the Sith. What? <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I guess I'll fuck Chrysanthemum. I'm obviously marrying Chewbacca. I think it would be very fun. I get to hang out with him and all his cool little friends on the Falcon. And this is where my problem comes. Because initially, I was like, well, I'm going to criff Tarful, right? And I'm going to kill Black Chrysanthemum. Just because I think that's true. And then I kind of second guessed myself because I was like, I mean, you know, Black Chrysanthemum, he's got a lot going on for him. I think we could have fun. And I was like, no, I actually, I don't, I think Tarful has more to give. Has more to give. I also just, I think Tarful's handsome. That's it for Criff's Naboo's honey boots. All right, besties. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. So this is Name That Ship, a segment where one of the hosts brings a fan fiction to the table and then the other hosts have to guess who is involved in said fan fiction and like what it's about. 
Um, to be clear, we're not like making fun of these people. Fan fiction is fun. This is all in just like good spirits. We're not trying to be like bitchy or weird. Um, but that said, this fic was given to me uh, by a TikTok user, the actual Kate Bishop, uh, in a TikTok comment. And I mentioned that because Ali already saw that comment and thus knows what this fic is about. So they are not allowed to answer. Um, so this is a fic that is part of a three-part series. I have now read all three parts of it. <laughs> okay, I do want to say, I know what the ship is. I did ask Noah because I, I texted him. I was like, hey, I saw this comment. Can you send me the, the fix? I already know what it is. And he said, no, because you need to hear it. I want your live reaction. So the I know what the ship is. but is I... so important to me. <laughs> so, okay. So this is character A, character B, um, character, like character A slash character B, character A, character B. Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, Yoda, um, crack treated seriously, angst, fluff, humor, fix it of sorts, character A needs a hug, PTSD, mind control, mind control aftermath and recovery, um, depression, recovery, platonic cuddling, Palpatine is a bad dude, Yoda is a troll, character B is weird, character B in space, character A is super done with everyone and everything, this has a happy ending, I swear, Halloween fic. So is this Clone Wars era characters? And this is one of them. One of them is a Clone Wars era character. Yes. I need to mute myself. And are, are the they rest... humans? It... Huh? Are they human? Yes. What do you mean by yes? Oh, is oh this is an AU. This is like a, a, a like a real life AU. This is a crossover. <gasps> oh no. Character B is a oh. crossover, but I'm not going to tell you what they're from. So I will say character A is from Star Wars and they are from the Clone Wars era. Are they human and are yes. they a force user? They are not a force user. Are they a <laughs> bounty hunter? Ollie, mute yourself. I'm sorry, I have to convey to the audience that I'm losing my shit right now. Okay, no, they are. Would you ask? They're not They're not a force user, no. So they're, they're a Clone Wars era, era character. They're Claudia not, asked if they're a bounty hunter. They are not a bounty hunter. Not no. a bounty hunter. They're Clone Wars era. They're not force sensitive. Are they a clone? They are a clone. Oh. Rex. Rex? Cody. No. No. Fives. No. Waxer. No. Fox. Yes, it's Fox. It's Fox. Oh, it's Fox. <laughs> okay. This is Fox. And then okay. a character from a different franchise. I'm going to let you guys guess for a while because, frankly, I have no idea if you're going to get it. But All I'm right. curious if you try. What is, is a popular franchise? One shot at it? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby Hanna. Whoa. <laughs> is, it, is it a popular franchise? I mean, I would say yes. Is it um come from like a books to movies or is it a TV show? What is it? All of the above. Harry Potter? Fuck no. <laughs> Harry Potter does not have a TV show. Oh, Teen oh yeah, you're right. Star Teen Trek? Nope. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> god, I wish. Oh my god, no. Fox slash Donatello Slower, and I love that. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it is not is not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is it is is it appropriate for children? In some versions, yes, but in most, I would say generally no. Is any of the versions animated? Several, yes, but not all of them. So I already said Star Trek, right? It is not Star Trek. Is it sci-fi or fantasy? Um, it is not sci-fi. Uh, I would I would say it is solidly fantasy. Feel like Futurama? No, it's oh fantasy. God. It's not sci-fi. Oh. What? Fox what? Slash fry. <laughs> 
what era did it air? Is it still airing or? Um, what was your question? Sorry. What era did it air? Like, is or is it, it still, still airing, airing or, or an iteration? It's been, did, it's when did it been start? In the, it's been in the, oh, um, a long time. Like Doctor a who? really long amount of okay, time. I think you need you need to give like one piece of information. What would that be? In that was there this is something popular on Tumblr? So, in that there is source material and things are derivative of the Sherlock story. Holmes, no. Doctor Who. No. Sherlock Holmes is closer. It's supernatural. Like that. No, um, okay, quickly, Claudia, what is supernatural? What source material is supernatural derivative? Oh, well, don't say the Bible. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. So <laughs> so the source material, so this piece of media has been around like for a long ass time but the source material is on the older side and it was originally written and it's not sherlock it is not sherlock but you're you're getting warmer in that in that vein of thinking war and peace a Pride little bit a little bit a little bit newer than war and peace okay. <laughs> mr darcy slash books <laughs> oh this is this is newer than war and peace right yeah yeah was war and peace written? <laughs> you okay. said popular on tumblr but fantasy Okay, yes. Um, give Chronicles me a second. Of, I have oh, to, Lord I have, of the Rings? No. Uh, Chronicles also, of Narnia? No. Oh. Older. There give me are, one second to look up a year really fast. You said there's like been movies and TV series and books, right? So yeah, it can't be freaking Lord of the Rings or... Um. So I will say this is slightly newer than War and Peace. Not that much newer, but by like, I want to say like 30 years. Yeah, just about. So this is, this is something from, uh, as a hint, this is something from the late 1800s. <laughs> No, I want to guess this. I want to I guess this. I'm having the time of my life letting you try. And it's so you said, you, you said that it's like, it's for adults. It's fantasy. The A Christmas original... Carol? No. <laughs> I like the idea of Fox slash Scrooge. Okay. <laughs> You're, you're in and like it, the, is, is it a series or is it one? No, book? it was a it was a single publication that just spawned like a ton of shit afterwards. Interesting. Okay, I would almost I, say it started an entire genre. Yeah. Of of like it's <gasps> Frankenstein. Of, no, no you're, you are you're very close. close. Shit. Dracula. Yes, yes! it is Dracula. <laughs> so is it Dracula Fox? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. This is a fic about Commander Fox and one Vlad Dracula. <laughs> so basically, the plot of this fic is that Fox is just guarding um, the fucking Senate building one day. And then he's like, there's a really weird giant man in the corner. <laughs> and another clone is like, he looks, I, I don't see anything. And then Dracula's like, wait, can you see me? That isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> and basically, Dracula shows up um is rapidly imprisoned by the jedi and then dracula's like i don't want to talk to anyone besides that fucked up little guy who saw me outside <laughs> and then they <laughs> let him do this and then dracula frees him from sith mind control like that is the plot of this and then he escapes and they're like oh my god where did dracula go and he eats palpatine like oh, he, like he physically, not like, not like he like drains his blood. He eats him. Like he opens his mouth and swallows him. That's very awesome. Yes That's and this in turn fixes all of Order sixty six and the remainder of the Clone Wars. Oh my god! You know, yeah. Anyway, I've been I've had that thing for like a week and a half now, and I'm like I can't tell anyone about this because I have to bring it up. But I also was like. How am I going to get them to guess Bram Stoker's Dracula? Damn. You guys are going to kill me for this one. This was sent to me um, by 
it's Azuri on TikTok who has made little animatics of us. So it's not my fault. We have character A, character B is the ship. Characters involved are character A and character B and Ray and character A and Ray, just as and their friend relationships. Characters, those are the relationships, but not the ships, I guess. And then the characters are character B, character A, Ray, Leia Organa, Han Solo. Additional text, blank AU, free form. This is the AU you will have to guess. Character B is um, a specific a specific uh, kind of creature in this AU, which I cannot say. Um, a vampire. It is not a vampire. Character B is, insert famous character from this AU here. Character A is, insert other famous character from this AU here. Ray is, insert third character AU from this AU. Leia is, insert fourth character. I cannot give you those characters or else whatever. Okay, so at this point, it's a very hungry caterpillar AU. (laughs) I don't know, based off the information presented to me, what the fuck this is. Okay, also, Um, is this this AU like... Hold on. Hold on. I'll give you this. I'll give you the first line of the summary because the second line uh, does uh, give it away. Who are you? Poe Dameron growls, gripping a knife tightly in his hand. And the title is from Pablo Neruda's Sonnet 69. So... (laughs) Okay, is this is this the fucking how are you who are you oh you're beautiful and it's um oh my god princess mononoke it's not it's not princess mononoke it is not i will give you this it is a ship that is often drawn and that scene is often drawn as a parallel to that scene from princess mononoke is it it finpo okay um yes this the um the star wars ship is finpo they are an au as another very famous ship in this au okay and this au is like a different piece of media right Mm -hmm. can you guess the crossover is it an anime no is it a movie no is it a book no is it a show yes okay is it doctor who no is it Wishbone? No. I don't know who that Wishbone is. For, to talk is, about it, is it like a popular like thing? Yes. Is, is, it, is it super popular is it, on Tumblr? Yes. Is, is it, it supernatural? Yes, it is. Is this a fucking <laughs> Finpo Destiel AU? Claudia, I am gonna kill you within myself. No, again, again. Okay, no, like no, no. Quickly, room? I'm so again, sorry. I again. do need to know who the other characters. Who the fuck is okay. Leia? Is she fucking Bobby in this AU? Yes. She- <laughs> The fact that you wonder about it, that is almost no, as upsetting there's a as the whole, there's a whole line where Bobby does like kill his his he kill his his dad who was really shitty, and I'm like just like Leia. Is um, Ray Sam? Yes, Ray is Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Supernatural AU Angel Finn Finn is Cass Poe is Dean Ray is Sam Leia is Bobby. Um, it is a part of a series. And um, the summary is, who are you? Poe Dameron growls, gripping a knife tightly in his hand. My name is FN2187. I'm the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPelp's Pod Race. Episodes usually drop on Sundays, but we're a little late with this one. Hopefully you'll understand. We appreciate your patience. For updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at RuPelp's Pod Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you really love the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It really means a lot to us and it helps out the show. May the force be with you, and don't crook it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka.